Hello everybody and welcome back to Rowan and the Wasteland, where we discuss a film and honor its place amongst its peers. My name is Rowan Wood and joining me as always, I've loved him even when I've hated him, but that's bold to assume that I could ever hate this man. It's Shane Kanto, ladies and gentlemen. The love is all around us. <laughs> and so the feeling grows. Um, it's, I'm listening to the Cinephiles episode of <laughs> Love Actually, so uh, that yeah. was very fresh in my head. <laughs> Um, today we are talking about Crazy Stupid Love, uh, a rom-com released in 2011 um, that I wasn't really fully sold on when I started, and then uh, the last act happened and totally turned around what I thought of this movie. Um, Shane, uh, this was not your first time seeing it, correct? Correct. This is actually my favorite rom-com. So nice. I was very excited to watch this again and... Every time I watch it, one particular storyline gets weirder and more uncomfortable, but most of it I still really love. Is it is so, it the one that I'm thinking of? <laughs> is it the one that everyone would see as uh, as weird and uncomfortable? And problematic? Probably. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Nope. Makes, you know, make, makes this, total sense. This should have stayed a rom-com for adults. Uh-huh. And not for yeah. some younger people of a uh, uncomfortable age. Definitely, yeah. Um, but the cast in this movie is just so stacked. Um, so stacked. Steve Steve Carell, Julianne Moore, Ryan Gosling, and Emma Stone having a little pre La La Land um, mm. fling. Um, Marissa Tomei pops up here. Uh, John Carroll Lynch. Am I missing anyone mm. else? Big Kevin. Bacon. Of course, of course. I, as someone with a master's in accounting, his line, you make me want to get up in the morning. That just doesn't happen for accountants. And I'm just like, then this is why I didn't become an accountant. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> do you feel, do you feel called out or, or you would have felt called out had you, had you pursued that path? I still have a master's in accounting. I do feel kind of called out by yeah. this movie. I'm just like, uh, yeah. Is it true? Um, I don't know. Yeah. Haven't lived that life, though. <laughs> um, this movie is, I'd say, a masterclass in setup and how to establish mm. something without even letting the audience know that you are establishing that very thing. Um, yeah, it's just absolutely, honestly, kind of insane as to how gr how fantastic the payoff is in one particular scene later in this movie. Um and I, it does make me want to watch it again sometime soon to like knowing what I know now from the end of the movie. Um, did you have any inkling of that when you first saw this movie or, no. or, or, or did, or did it come out of nowhere? Like it did for me. It's funny because like I, as a viewer generally mm -hmm. try not to like, I know a lot of people like I watched the most recent saw movie spiral. Mm-hmm with my brother and his then girlfriend and i'm just like they get to the end it's like oh so obvious who did it i'm like i don't think about it <laughs> i'm i'm in it i right. want to experience it and so like i didn't pick up on that but it's so awesome rewatching this and seeing all the hints the lines everything that just sets it up and then you're just like oh my it all comes together so perfectly Exactly. Yeah. Um, and 
honestly, there are not like a, a crazy amount of um, you know, unique twist, uh, like, like crazy, unpredictable, unique twists that work in rom coms these days. And mm-hmm. this, I, I would say, this this spins the formula pretty well into something that you haven't really seen before, despite it not being like you know a fantastical twist. This is a very grounded, uh, real yeah. world shift that makes total sense. Um, and I, I just, I just love it. Absolutely. And it's interesting because like my wife really does not like this movie. Really? Yeah. I've watched it with her. She generally thinks that the movie is way too harsh on Steve Carell's character. Mm -hmm. Like to the point where she thinks the movie is mean spirited towards him. Right. Interesting. And you know, he's gone through a lot. Um, Steve Carell, sad moping at the bar, is like peak. <laughs> David Lindhagen is making a cuckold out of me. <laughs> it's just him being sad is great. Uh, he's so good at this character and where this story takes him. Like, I think it's great. And you know, he has to go on. He has to go through a journey because you know, at one point, Ryan Gosling's character is like, "Gal, you let yourself go." And it's like, he gave up on yourself. And it's true. He needs to refine himself. And I enjoy the journey that he goes on. And honestly, his dynamic, the dynamic between Steve Carell and Ryan Gosling is so amazing in this. And Ryan Gosling is so hilarious. Uh, Two of my favorite things. One of them I'll demonstrate, but you can't see it. But one of them was just like, Cow, what's with the new balance? Are you in a fraternity? And as somebody who only wears new balance sneakers, I'm just like, and him being like, those are my blah, 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 the number of the shoes. I'm like, oh, wow, it's such a new balance person. But his reaction to Cal opening his Velcro wallet, just a look of disgust (laughs) on his face. Ryan Gosling is so great in this. This is like, peak douchey ryan gosling but there's so many layers in this film to where everybody goes emma stone is great and like her dynamic with ryan gosling is great julianne moore is probably the one that doesn't get as much to do here but like Mm -hmm. because it's really not about her journey necessarily but you know everybody's doing such a great job with their performances in this and really bringing their characters to life Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. This movie definitely has, um, a, like a very strong idea of who its main characters are, uh, but I do think it does well in 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 giving everyone something to do and 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 sort of like establishing and setting up their roles, um, to the to the best possible um extent as to mm-hmm. you know the role that they will play um in this story. Like I think in the end, this is Steve Carell's story because you yes. know not to give him like an ego or anything, but the whole story revolves around him and all like the entire twist is is all around him. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I think everyone everyone is just so good in in, in this movie, and you know. Steve Carell is like, you know, he's, he's fresh off the office. He's doing his like adorably dorky thing very well. And Ryan Gosling is being the smooth guy. Emma Stone is like, you know, sort of like the doe eyed youngster that just wants to like be, be grown up and mature and everything. And like, I, and, 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 and other characters are doing the same thing, but, but, but for a very different reason. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's all, you know, um, I do think it says a lot about like where all of these characters are in their lives and like, what is 
going on with them and how this um about how this big event, you know, the inciting incident that Julian Moore wants wants a divorce, like and 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 how that affects each and every single character and how it eventually spirals, um, and I think it's it's just fascinating and just a great example of how um, of, of of just great story progression. Absolutely, and like you, you're in it from the jump of Steve Carell jumping out of a car, right? <laughs> just that moment gets me every time because it's mm-hmm. so unexpected and great, but yeah. like. It really is his story because the whole entire thing is, one, he needs to fight for himself because he lost himself along the way. He wasn't doing best for himself. But then next layer, because you need to do right by yourself first. And then the second layer is you got to fight for your relationship. And that's what he didn't do at the very beginning and getting to see him go on that journey. And then it's interesting seeing like Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone's characters kind of converging in a place where they're both in a healthy frame of mind for what they're looking for, Mm -hmm. which is some kind of relationship. Because going into it, neither of them had a very healthy um, sense of like themselves and what they're doing. And, you know, Ryan Gosling's playing the player. It's right. like, I do dirty dancing. I put the song on and then I pick them up <laughs> and that whole thing. And like, uh, you know who I hate more than David Linhagen in this movie? Who? Josh Groban. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate him in this movie. And it's, he's oh, so condescending. I hate him. And such a, so dense. And he's only in like two scenes in the whole entire yeah. movie. Um, but you know, this film, obviously since this movie came out, certain things didn't age very well. And like the whole Mm -hmm. entire storyline with the babysitter and then the son is, doesn't go in great places. Uh, once you start getting into, like, I know it works as like shock value to help perpetuate like the big twist in the movie, but like. Where things go in terms of this babysitter expressing her feelings towards somebody is uncomfortable. And yeah. then it makes it even worse what she winds up doing with that later in the film. <laughs> and then it's just like, there's child pornography being passed around in this movie yeah. and yeah. very casually, and it's uncomfortable. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but besides that. <laughs> yeah. I, I I I love this movie. I'm I'm happy that I that I chose it, and I didn't even know that it was your favorite rom com when we uh, when I when I picked it. So I'm glad. Oh, yeah, that I didn't I, say um, anything. I thought that would be a fun surprise. Yeah. No. No. I love that. You've probably said it sometime before on the show or or in 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 conversation, but I had since uh, forgotten. But mm-hmm. anyway, uh, Shane, where does this movie rank uh, in our overall list of how many movies? Uh, Fifty three films that we have talked about so far. We're getting up there. Um, This is my number 11. 11. Right below Shaun of the Dead and right above Incendies. Very good. Very, very good. Um, It is number 14 for me. That is above School of Rock and below It's Such a Beautiful Day. So, like, in the upper echelon, I'd say. I I Mm -hmm. really, really like this movie. 
um, had a lot of fun with it. But we have three categories to talk about uh, this movie in relation to today. That is rom-coms, a category we somehow haven't done yet. Uh, Emma Stone movies and uh, our 2011 watch list because we talked about the year 2011 when we talked about We Bought a Zoo uh, pretty recently. So, um, yeah, but let's start with uh, our favorite rom-coms. Shane, you're up first. I wonder what my number one is. Um, (laughs) My number five is Groundhog Day. I just love Bill Murray is something else in this movie and it's such a great idea and obviously they've recycled this idea a lot, but just him and Andy McDowell are so great. And, you know, he works real hard over a very long period of time to try to make this work. And even yeah. in some very unseedy ways, <laughs> which he gets called out on. Um, number four, this is quite a classic. Some like it hot. Mm-hmm. This is uh, Billy Wilder was so great and such a great writer, such a great director. And just the dynamic between uh jack lemon and tony curtis and marilyn monroe in this film and it's a gangster movie too it starts off with people getting murdered it has some dark places that it goes to my number three this is probably the least talked about one on my list and it's broadcast news also a love triangle and which we have holly hunter who's like a journalist wants to be a newscaster and you have william hurt and Albert Brooks kind of vying for her affection while also both trying to like excel their careers in news and journalism. It's a really, it's a really good film and I really appreciate it and has a lot to say about like news and politics and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Now the top two are just like really straight rom-coms. Number two, forgetting Sarah Marshall. (laughs) I quote this movie so much. And everybody in this movie is so great from top to bottom. And there's so many laughs. I love Jason Siegel. He's so great in this. And you would never guess, but you get to see him naked twice. And it's just like, <laughs> oh, it's not expected. Hello. Yeah. Hello. And then number one's Crazy Stupid Love, which we talked about. Nice. So. Of course. Very, very nice. Um, my number five is Mean Girls, uh, which is not a, tra- a traditional or straight rom-com, uh, but it's one that, you know, I rewatch it every year on October 3rd, and uh, yeah, it is just such a great time. Uh, a true cultural moment. Um, I asked him the day. <laughs> it was October 3rd. Number four is 10 Things I Hate About You, uh, which is not only a quintessential uh, movie for my school, uh, but also just a really funny and really clever adaptation of Shakespeare uh, as well. Uh, Number three is Love Actually. Uh, I am probably higher on this movie than a lot of other people, but I sort of grew up with it, and I just think it's so funny and just so... um, It's like there's too much happening, but I love it. I love it all. Um, number two is The Princess Bride, another quintessential film for my school and just one that is just so endlessly quotable and absolutely hysterical. Number one is About Time, uh, which is not a straight rom-comedy. It is a romance, uh, but I'm going to loop it in with, uh, with rom-com because I'd say that, especially in the, uh, in the Bill Nye scenes, there's a decent amount of humor. Um, and that's one of my favorite movies ever. So You I got have, a healthy I dose of Bill Nye it. on that list, and I appreciate it. Exactly, exactly. Um, uh, next up is Emma Stone movies. Uh, this is uh, a, a more limited uh, category than the one we just talked about, but still, I think that there's a lot of great stuff to be mined here. Uh, Shane, your top five. 
my number five, Zombieland. Hell yeah. And just that quartet of actors in this movie are so great. Woody Harrelson, just loving this. But, you know, Emma Stone does a really good job. Generally not a big fan of Jesse Eisenberg, but, you know, Mm -hmm. I feel like he does his job in this movie well. And it's just such a crazy, funny zombie movie. And Bill Murray! Um, (laughs) Number four, Birdman. So this is uh, Emma Stone doing something a little bit different. And what an experience this film is, just sitting there, just feeling like you're in one take throughout this whole entire journey here. Uh, Number three, the favorite, big Yorgos Lanthimos fan. And this love triangle between Rachel Weisz, Olivia Coleman, and Emma Stone is like next level uncomfortable. And I love it. Um, I'm very biased here with my number one, but my number two is La La Land. I love La La Land and it was one of my favorite films of 2016 and this is the music just everything about it and I appreciate where it goes and where it doesn't go yeah or if you've seen it you know what I mean and my number one's crazy stupid love nice there you go nice uh, we have quite similar lists, just in different order. Uh, my number five is Zombieland. Uh, number four is Crazy Stupid Love. Number three is Birdman, uh, which I watched relatively recently. And uh, yeah, uh, just so, so wild. I didn't really know what to expect, um, but I was, you know, I was happy with what I got. Uh, my number two is Super Bad. Uh, this is one of those comedies that, like, I didn't, I didn't grow up with it, but I watched it early enough that it left mm-hmm. a lasting impression. Uh, I understand what's problematic about it, uh, but I still think it's hilarious, and I still think that Emma Stone's great. Um, mm-hmm. uh, wasn't she like eighteen or nineteen when 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 she did this? Uh, yeah, I, I, I think a she's lot of people were pretty young fantastic. making that movie. Yeah, uh, and number one is La La Land for me. It's it's one of my favorite movies of all time, and I totally agree uh, in 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 what you say that it's great to see where it goes, but also where it doesn't go. And I can respect the creative decisions and the, you know, like the restraint, I suppose, um, uh, on, on that front. Um, next up is our 2011 watch list. The movies that we want to get to, uh, released in the year 2011. Uh, Shane, you are up first. Um, this is an interesting list. Uh, my number five is Paul. Paul. Um, Oh, I love Paul. Paul's so fun. I've never actually watched it. So, Getting to see Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, and Seth Rogen as Paul, right? <laughs> yeah, so yeah. there's obviously a lot of fun talent here. Number four, Sucker Punch. Mm. I've never been a Zack Snyder fan, but yeah. like there I've heard a lot of things of people reassessing this movie. So I'm interested in going and checking it out. Melancholia, because I want to be depressed and disturbed deeply, <laughs> apparently. Um, number two, the untouchables. Mm. Cause like I've seen the American remake of this and right. I know it's like one of the top films on IMDb, but I would love to see like the actual film and my number one scream four. Hell yeah. Because I have yet to finish actually watching all six scream movies. <laughs> I haven't seen the third or fourth one. Just jumped right from number two to <laughs> when Scream or Scream 5 came out. So. Five, five, five Cream, yeah. Um, we have, I think for the first time, more than one movie crossing over on our list. And I think more that I've seen, at least one, or, or sorry, at least two that I've seen on your list. 
which is crazy. I guess that's going to happen as we get like, you know, in the mid, you know, in the 2000s and 2010s, I will be more likely to have seen um, uh-huh. ones that aren't on your list. But um, mine are Super 8, the J.J. Abrams uh, nice. film, uh, The Untouchables. Uh, I I love uh, the upside. I thought Brian Cranston mm-hmm. and Kevin Hart were great, uh, and and I would be just so fascinated to see uh, this one. As of right now, it's free on YouTube, uh, like under the official like primetime movie banner. So I'll have to check that out at some point this month. Uh, it's May, by the way, when we're recording. This is probably not going to come out in May. Um, but number three is Melancholia. Uh, I've never seen a Lars Van Trier movie, and I don't really know what to start with. Um, so, so this one, this one might end up being the one. Uh, number two is Moneyball, which I've heard a lot of really great things about, uh, especially from people who love sports. I don't love sports, but I think I'll still like this movie. I love sports, um, and I'm a huge baseball fan, and love statistics. So. <laughs> so it's perfect. It's the perfect movie for you. Um, Number uh, one, I suppose, if I were to rank them, was The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, uh, which I've never seen. Uh, I love Fincher. I love everyone involved. I don't know the source material uh, at all, so this will be um, it'll be an interesting watch. Um, I've read the books, yeah, and I've seen the film trilogy with Numi Rapace in it, mm-hmm. and not a huge fan of the last one, but but the other ones are good. I think the the first two books and the first two films original films are great i think i loved girl the dragon tattoo the fincher film a lot more than most people yeah. i honestly don't get why more people don't love it but we'll see if you watch it right. you'll have to let me know exactly i definitely will uh but anyway uh this is uh that is our been been our review of crazy stupid love um shane what are we watching for next week's episode I bet you didn't even know this existed or that it had two more sequels and it's Psycho 2. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, I am looking forward to watching this. I plan to watch it tomorrow. Um, I I love the first movie and so I, but I've heard really, actually really good things about this one. So I'm excited to, uh, to, to, to. I've watched it already. It's not Hitchcock, but. Yeah. Um, anyway, all of you out there, thank you so much for listening. Uh, Shane, if the people want to hear more from you, where can they go? They can head to the Wasteland Reviewer Instagram page where they can see me shamelessly plug everything that I do on the Wasteland Reviewer YouTube channel, including my three shows and all of my reviews and all the articles that I write for Sif Pop. Going to be having a new one rolling out. Maybe we'll have some out by the time this post, which is going to be a short film focused list instead of my buried treasure one. So I'm looking forward to doing that and then scribe magazine and all the podcasts and articles that I do for them. Wonderful. And you can find me at the lenient critic.com. Please listen to my other podcast runtime, babe. If you feel so inclined, we have a lot of really great episodes coming up. Um, So stay tuned for that. Find that wherever podcasts are found, I suppose. Uh, And thank you so much for listening. We really, really appreciate it. And we will be back next week with another episode of Rowan and the Wasteland.